Hey everybody, I wanna give you a gift before we dive in. If you're at the beginning of your content marketing journey or if you've been doing it a while but it's not working as well as you want and you feel like something is missing, I wanna give you a roadmap to help you get more ROI out of your content. This is my blog remix method and it's a shortcut to go from one blog to dozens of pieces of content in less than 60 minutes. Even if you have webinars, podcasts, and video content, you can take the transcripts and follow the guidelines in the exact same way. It's a great resource. It's free. You should have it. If you haven't downloaded it already, grab it right now at justinsimon.co slash remix. If you're listening to this podcast feed, you can click the link right below and download it. Get it, read it, apply it. It takes you step-by-step step to get more value out of your blog content and get it in front of your audience. So grab the guide, get a blog, and get it running. That's my blog remix method, and it's free at justinsimon.co slash remix. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, I want to thank my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. You can get unlimited podcast editing and strategy for one flat rate by visiting hatch.fm. All right, let's get in the show. Welcome to Distribution First, the show where we flip content marketing on its head and focus on what happens after you hit publish. Each week I share playbooks, motivations, stories, and strategies to help you repurpose and distribute your content because you deserve to get the most out of everything you create. Do you ever feel like you are stuck on a content hamster wheel or a content treadmill? Like no matter how much content you end up creating for your company, it's never enough and you're always falling behind or there's always another incoming request that's coming in right behind the door after you publish something. I definitely know I've been there in the past and honestly, I think it comes from a mindset that is crushing a lot of companies today. And so that's really what I want to break down today is this mindset and really one mindset in particular that is crushing a lot of content teams, including content teams that I have been on or consulted with in the past. And before we jump into the actual mindset that's the problem, I want to take a step back and kind of think about where content marketing has been in the last decade or so. So Traditionally, when you think content marketing, at least for me in the sort of like 2010 through 2020 era of content marketing, it was very blog heavy. It was very SEO heavy. Those were big heydays in terms of building up writing teams and guest blogging and honestly just trying to create as much content as humanly possible to get out into the world because quote unquote content was king, content is king, and therefore the more content we had, the better. So what that ended up meaning was very robust blogs with hundreds, if not thousands of posts in some cases, long drawn out content calendars where you would build out months and months of plans and even try to plan around things like holidays and different activities that would go throughout the year. What could we do for National Pirates Day? I don't know what you're going to do for National Pirates Day, but maybe this year you want to think about doing something like that. I promise I've never been in a meeting where we talked about National Pirates Day. So if you're listening to this, forgive me. But I think the main problem with that is the majority of us who are creating content 
didn't necessarily have a mindset of what's the best content we can create in the most consistent manner, it really was with production at the center of it all. I need two blog posts a week. The average blog post, the average blog creator in 2014 were writing between two articles a week and six articles a week. I can't even imagine writing six articles a week. But I was definitely there as somebody who was trying to write and manage a team of writers and create content that was consistent, all while those writers were not either full-time doing writing, they probably had other full-time jobs, or in some cases I was writing hiring freelancers who were trying to help, but they weren't product experts, and it just becomes a huge mess of stuff to try and manage. So I've been there, and the first real corporate blog that I took over, we were absolutely killing ourselves to try to publish two blogs a week. I can tell you that from experience because what I would have to do is wrangle up people who are not necessarily interested in writing for the blog, but could write, and I would try to get them to write about something that they were a semi-expertise in and do it in a coherent enough time that in a way that it would be able to allow us to hit to a week. That was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal. I can promise you as a first-time content strategy person and blog manager, the goal at that point was to keep my head above the water and to get as much content as I had promised as we could get out out into the world and then move on with my life. That was my goal. I'm not saying it was the right goal, but that was my goal. And so what I learned from that was having that content out there honestly did nothing but fill a backlog of, or not really fill a backlog, but fill a sort of archive of content that then I had to manage. And I didn't sometimes realize the problems that I was dealing with in 2014 until it was 2017. And I realized, man, we've written like six of the exact same blog posts that are all on the same topic. Why did we do that? Oh, just because, you know, every six months we decided to rewrite that blog post and do it in the same way. So it was not a great experience. I don't know if any of you have felt that way as, as you've been creating content, but it was a huge learning experience for me. And sometimes you got to fail before you can, you know, realize where to go next. And so I think for me, I had to go through that in order to figure out how to move and navigate and create a new way to do content strategy. And so that has really led me to where with a lot of the stuff that I'm doing today around repurposing and distribution and being strategic in what you're creating, because the reality is it's not 2014 anymore. And these days people aren't flocking to your blog to read about X, Y, and Z thing. The way people are going to get to your blog is really probably through SEO mainly and or potentially through social media or things like email um, and, and things like that. But most of the time, even then, just throwing a, a link on social media isn't going to do it either. And so I think the main problem, like I alluded to, the main thing killing content marketers right now, or especially small content teams, is this feeling that you have to constantly create content. and. The main problem is most companies are creating way too much content with no plan to get it in front of people. Most companies have no plan on how to get that content in front of people because I've been in these meetings with not even other content folks, but I've been in these meetings with marketers, VPs, et cetera, or even honestly, and these people have good intentions. We want to do a webinar on X, Y, and Z. We would like to do a content piece on Y. 
We want to be able to create this for our audience. That is amazing. That is awesome. It could be the best piece of content in the world. But what typically happens is, I'm sure you get, you all have experienced this, you create that webinar, you get the guests, you build the thing, and then you maybe send an email about it, or maybe you post about it once or twice on social media. If you're really killing it, maybe you put the video on YouTube. Not that anybody's going to go search for it, <laughs> but your expectation is this hopeful strategy. Hey, we put on YouTube, you know, people can find that whenever they want, but nobody even knows the thing exists. And so I think like the idea that you are creating something with no plan of actually getting that in front of your audience, it's just a complete old school mindset that we have to break ourselves of where publishing is not the goal. It's a difference between being a content publisher and a content marketer. I think Ross Simmons does a great job of talking about this all the time. After you create a piece of content, you have to market that piece of content. So what is your marketing plan? What is your distribution first plan to be able to take your piece of content, whether that's a core piece of content, like a blog, a podcast, a cornerstone piece of content, like I talk about, like the original research piece or a survey or proprietary data or an experiment that you ran, a case study, any of those type of things that you're building out, maybe quarterly or yearly, where there's these big cornerstone pieces that you're going to do. What's your plan to get that in front of your audience? And what's your plan to get that in front of your audience consistently? That's what needs to change. And so the way to do that is to build in a distribution first mindset. It's a whole reason I'm doing this podcast to change people's minds, to help show people how you can do it to where you never create a piece of content without knowing how you are going to market that again. So for me, I'm happy to say that I've jumped off that ship. I have pushed to get now I've put stuff out there because look, I empathize with you all. If you're building, con I work for myself. I create the content that I want to be able to, but for my clients and for other folks, look, there are internal things that sometimes you just got to do. I totally get that. There are things you have to do. But that being said, if you can go into it with a strategic mindset and have those conversations, I have literally changed the trajectory of where companies want to go at times because all you have to do is just honestly have a valid reason and be able to explain that in a way that makes sense. So, and I'm not going to say it's going to work 100% of the time, but it's going to work better than if you just go along with the flow and don't try to change anything. So the next time you're in a meeting or you're having a brainstorm session or something about what you want to do, and you want to try to start to get off this content creation hamster wheel mindset, just ask the question, what is our plan for getting this content in front of our audience over the next month? What is our plan to get this content in front of our audience for the next couple months? This is a very important piece. Obviously, we're putting time and effort into it. How are we going to get have people see it? And if you're running content, that's your job. That's your job to come up with those answers and to figure out how that's going to work. And hopefully I'll be able to give you some ideas here on how to do that. If you're a VP or you're a high level, these are the questions you should be asking your head of content. Hey, we're creating this thing. What's our plan to get this out? How is our audience going to know? We're spending a ton of time and effort and money on this. How are we getting our audience to know about this in July? <laughs> how are we getting our audience to know this in the next few months? Not just how are we getting to our audience to know about it this week? And so an easy framework, an easy way to kind of think about this is turning one piece of content into 10, 
turning one piece content into 10. So again, it's not that you have to, every piece of content you create, you need to turn it into 10 pieces, but it's a good thought exercise to say, if I had to turn this into 10 pieces of content, A, could I do it? If not, you may want to rethink the piece of content. Is it strong enough? And B, how would I do that? What would that look like? Different formats, different mediums, different angles. These are all different ways you can approach it. Just because you have a survey doesn't mean you can't also have a story behind that survey. And what's the pains? What's the the use cases? You can create different angles on a similar topic. My whole goal is to not create a ton of content every single month. So for me, I want to create podcast episodes. I want to create newsletters. I don't want to bust everything out from those two things. I don't want to have to be creating a bunch of different stuff because it's just me. And even if you're on a small team, you don't want to be having to create a ton of stuff because you have to create an engine that runs like a machine. And so here's kind of a short look at what I would do or what I've done in the past. So a very simple example would be a weekly core piece of content. And again, maybe right now you're publishing more than one piece a week. That's fine, but just to get you thinking. So here's what that could look like. For an example, if you were running a podcast, a lot of people have podcasts. If you don't have one, I'm sure your company is talking about starting one. But if you don't have a podcast, just try to envision this. It can work for a blog, but you might have to get a little bit more creative with the categories. But we'll talk about this for a a podcast. So step one is record one podcast a week. That's four podcasts every single month. So that's your weekly sort of engine that you're going to build your content strategy around. You have this podcast. And if you have an existing podcast, think through how you are currently getting content out of it and how you might be able to alter and change what you're doing based on this framework. And so, like I said, you're going to record one podcast a week, standard, boom, done. It's not rocket science. From there, grab four social videos. So if you're recording a 30 minute video or a 30 minute podcast, you just have to find four 60 second clips, four minutes out of 30 that are good enough to share on social. (laughs) That's all you're looking for. If you're creating a a strong show that has good guests or has a strong host, this should be absolutely doable for you. So right there, we have five pieces of content. We have a main podcast and we have four social clips that are coming off of it. The next thing I want you to do is think through, can you cut two to three potential videos out of that to put on YouTube? So I think that a YouTube channel with a podcast, you can absolutely put the full episode up, which that's why I sort of talked about, like record the video as you're recording the podcast, put that full episode up. But then what are the two or three, five to seven minute videos that you can pull out of that and create content out of to drip out at different times? So in this case of this video, maybe this section that I'm talking about right now could be a separate video where I'm just talking about a framework. And that way, somebody doesn't have to watch the full episode in order to get that good piece of content. So depending on how many you cut, we're now up to eight-ish pieces of content. We have three YouTube videos, we have four social clips, and we have a podcast episode that's going out on the feed. The next thing I would say is I'm not a huge fan of taking transcripts from a podcast and just throwing them on a page. I think they're pretty useless. And I have never run into one that I've enjoyed reading or going through. It's not a user-friendly thing. I know people say they're great for SEO and you can, you know, get content into your podcast. And like, no, it is not something I would suggest at all. But what I would suggest is 
write three summary bullet points, write the three main takeaways that somebody can get by watching, listening, or reading this post. And you could create almost like a mini blog post off of that content. And I think what that does is even if, because imagine you go, imagine you go to a, a website and somebody says, hey, check out my podcast. Where do you met with? You met with a, a video player, potentially a YouTube video player, and potentially a podcast player. Neither of any of the, the only context you probably have, if that's all you have there on that page, is the title. So that's the only context you have in terms of, is this something I'm interested in watching or listening to? What is in this podcast is pretty much a black box mystery. So I think by taking those out and pulling out those three main topics, you can give your audience a way to, if they only want to consume that and not even listen to your post, they can do that. They can read the top three takeaways, get useful information. Maybe you provide some more context. Boom. Awesome. They're reading it and they're taking it away. But at the same time, it might just be able to skim those bullet points and say, oh, awesome. Like I absolutely want to hear about bullet number three or takeaway number three. I'm going to listen to the show. So at that point, you now have, again, it's depending on how much. So I said 10, but we have a podcast. We have four social videos. We have five pieces of content there. Eight, if we add that, we're at nine. So I lied. We have nine pieces of content, not 10. But you could always add another YouTube video or another social clip or just add in other content as well. And then the final step is just repeat. Build yourself an engine. Try this out. If you go from creating a podcast where you're sharing nothing to this formula, you are going to instantly 10x all the content you're putting out every single week because you went from putting out nothing to putting out four social videos, three YouTube videos, a blog post, a podcast episode that goes in the feed. And now your audience is getting bombarded with audio, video, and text all over the place. And again, it's not complex or complicated. It's a very simple process of taking one thing and breaking it up into others. But this podcast episode can fuel your entire strategy. And in the best part about this, this is the thing that I don't think people quite understand is if you get the topic correct at the top, if you get your podcast episode right and cut it up this way, your entire content strategy flows off of that. So you don't have somebody coming to you questioning what you posted on social or why did we post that or why did we write a blog about this or why did the newsletter go into that? Because you created the podcast, you were all in agreement, hopefully, and <laughs> hopefully your content strategy is in place where the podcast episode you're creating helps support the things you're selling or building or et cetera. But everything that you create off of that comes off of what you built at the top. So in an ideal state, and again, it's not always perfect, but in an ideal standpoint, you will have one piece, one message, one topic at the top, and all of your content is almost guaranteed to continue to be on message and on brand as you break that up down the way. So hopefully this has been helpful. It's a different way to think about content, but remember most companies, your competition, your competition, is creating too much content right now. Your competition is creating too much content with no plan to get in front of people. I guarantee you, most companies have no actual plan written down on how we are going to get our content in front of our audience. If you simply do that alone, you will be in the top 95 to 99% 
of all content marketers, of all marketing teams out there, because you've actually thought through how you are going to get your content in front of your audience. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Distribution First, and thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so, so much. And I hope you're able to apply what you learned in this episode one way or another into your content strategy as well. Speaking of strategy, we have a lot of things going on this year that are gonna help you build your brand, 10X your content, and transform the way you do content marketing. Make sure to subscribe to the show and sign up for my newsletter at justinsimon.co so you don't miss a thing. I look forward to serving you in the next episode as well. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time.